Welcome to the Don't Know Much podcast, the DKM podcast, ladies and gents, uh, where we don't know much about anything, but we do know is that this week was a very interesting week on gaming as a whole. We have the good, the bad, and the ugly. Lots of goods, lots of bads, lots of uglies, ladies and gentlemen. Um, We had a lot of shows, a lot of shows here uh, when it comes to Nintendo, when it comes to Sony, when it comes to Marvel and Disney and their D23 Expo, uh, just recently as... You know, right now at the recording of this episode, the uh, Tokyo, <clears throat> the Tokyo game show, uh, a lot of things have been happening when it comes to gaming as a whole. Presentations of new games, uh, heck, even current games, uh, existing games have been updating in a uh, pretty bad way. Uh, we can talk about that if we have time. Uh, our thoughts about Halo, uh, any other games that have been getting really, really bad updates or really, really good updates. But other than that, we can start off with this whole um nintendo direct is the first one that i watched i'm not sure about you daniel uh yeah marcos uh listen let me uh just say a little bit something i want to i want to um tell you something about myself Uh, i come from a hispanic heritage and i gotta say though this direct really spoke to my people Mm -hmm. um because you guys really like those fucking farming simulators do i do i got a fucking system for you that's racist and i I think it's based (laughs) I I mean like I'm just saying man like damn Nintendo just like tapped in the Steam marketplace and be like all right what's popular all right, early access BRs up farming simulators there we go that shit's be popping let's uh just announce nothing but farming simulators and look I'm not a salty asshole I found some good in it uh Marcos I I thought that the the meme of like oh my god look at all these farming simulators I thought it was funny but it was almost like meme worthy where it was like almost the same script in this open world rpg farming simulator and it's like the same bullet points over and over again and i don't know if maybe nintendo really banked on the farming sim community and like all right this this is this is going to be our our (laughs) cash cow for the holidays uh people really like animal crossing or the farming game on uh, facebook remember that yeah, you know, Farmville, Ma- dude, Farmville. hey, man, listen, maybe Nintendo was, like, thinking, like, yo, guys, I-, I think we got a chance here. There's this cute girl named Karen on Facebook. I know she really likes Farmville. Yo, I think I might have a chance with her. <laughs> so they just announced nothing but fucking farming simulators, which, you know, I full transparency, uh, I was clearly not the target demographic. I haven't, like, sat down and played, like, an RPG in years, right? Um, unfortunately, though, I don't have the brain capacity to, like, really sit down and play a role-playing game um, for an extended period of time. I mean, shit, I barely... I, I stopped playing Majora's Mask, and I want to get back into that game. But, you know, let's let's be fair, though. Let's talk about the games that we want to talk about. First things first, Marcos, did you hear they hired a VTuber for the new Fire Emblem game? Did you Can you believe this shit? You know, can, the hair did you know about that? Uh, yeah, just... you know, my... What what do you call him? What is your canon name for him? I want to know what what do you call him? Um, <laughs> you, you ever gone to an icy machine? <laughs> do you have a large cup ready to go? You're at Seven Elevens. You're like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna mix the the cherry with the blueberry. Why not? I'm a, I'm gonna be a little chaotic. I'm gonna do. Well, you can't solid... use a big gulp cup for it. Remember, <laughs> you can't use the big gulp cup for it with the fucking. So, I I okay. Look, I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. I I. I was watching this direct. It was shown to me last seconds, like, "Oh, the Nintendo Direct is uh doing is is live now." I'm I like, stayed oh, up. Sure. I stayed up to watch it. Like, I completely forgot it was gonna be a thing. I was up to like six a.m. last night, and then I was like, "Oh, there's a direct." Well, now I gotta stay awake till ten a.m. And then like I saw the direct and, and comfy in my bed, and yeah, I I was just like, "Well, I gotta stay up till ten a.m. now." Dude, I was just chilling, doing my own thing. I got a notification. It's like, yo, uh, live reaction to Nintendo Direct. I'm like, oh, what? Nintendo Direct? So I go straight into the um 
to the actual, you know, Nintendo channel. I, I blame Twitter, man, because, like, Twitter keeps doing the direct announcements, the direct rumors and shit like that. And it's just, right. like, I can't I, – I filter my brain out to not, like, take it, like, for granted. I mean, how many times have we got, you know, bamboozled with the, oh, fake direct announcement, but it's just, like, True. a retweet of, like, a last year's direct at the same month, you know? So I just I, – I, Nintendo doesn't, like – announce these directs until like maybe like a day before and it's like unless i'm like having them followed on twitter and i'm constantly getting updated it's just it's just not for me but anyways what were you saying so i will say halfway through the um the actual thing i stopped watching it because well like you said it it's uh, the whole farming sim thing i'm just like um this isn't for me so i just decided no i'm just gonna wait until it's finished and then i'll i'll, I'll just watch it uh i'll watch it back at uh the whole thing maybe skim through it so that's exactly what i did and well it was a uh, very lackluster the only thing i was like like cool about is that you know uh some games that have been you know rumored to be in development for a while have actually come to fruition um we finally got a certain title update and release date for some games uh we're now confident that certain games will be released at a certain time also we got an update on the um uh, the, the virtual console on the Switch, uh, introducing <laughs> a lot of... Yeah, we'll talk about that. Right, so... Right, it, we'll, we'll get to a, that. Let's, it was okay, a, to be fair, lackluster. though... It was lackluster. Let, let, let's, let's go through game by game. So, I asked you, first of all, what... So, you called... Let's call... You know, you called the, the main protagonist in the new Fire Emblem game is fucking Slurpee. Yeah, I, freaking I Slurpee, that. yeah. For me, I call him Colgate. He's basically a toothpaste. Mm, uh, so, see, you know, you have the red, white, it. and blue. I see it. Yeah, uh, I but see yeah, it. like people are immediately people are like, yo, this guy looks like a VTuber. So when you like take a picture of him and you put him like in any gaming background, like he's a streamer, it's like, oh, he's a VTuber. And then people did some digging. And it turns out the character designs of this particular character was actually based on a guy who does artwork for an actual VTuber. And then it was like instantly people found out like, oh, so that's what they did. I mean, like, hell, that's a hell of a glow up. You know, you like you started, you know, your, your art started out as just like, hey, this, you know, cute rat character in, in the VTubing world. Mm-hmm. And now I'm drawing official character art for Fire Emblem. Um, will I get it? Probably not. I have yet to touch three fucking houses in my in my shelf right over here. But I kind of shot myself in the foot because this is back in the day where like I used to borrow your your brother's uh, Best Buy gamers uh, club thing where it to me in the back of my head is like well switch games are already 60 bucks i'm already getting like 20 dollars off might as well just buy them whenever they come out because mm-hmm. the likely chances of a first party switch game ever getting on sale is like fucking rare um so i would just buy like every nintendo switch release and i think i screwed myself over because i bought uh three houses with my oculus rift and i immediately just like all right unbox the oculus shelf the shit out of this thing and i never look back at it again um but yeah i don't know engage looks kind of cute i thought it was um it's don't have much to say about it. Um, I, I don't I don't have exactly like a timeline. I just only have like a list of things that we could announce and I could like talk about a little bit. Uh, let so we'll, let's just go off of this list we got here. Um, we're not gonna go like one by one because you know we're not like re- reacting towards the direct in general. So let's just talk about the games that they announced. Uh, my personal favorite thing that they announced. Um, not my favorite game announcement, but my my favorite thing how they announced it was that they're like, oh, we're gonna talk about with Mr. Miyamoto, and I'm like, oh shit, the last time Miyamoto was on a direct, he was talking about the the movie uh, the Mario. Yeah movie and you know there was like a shake-up with like how they wanted to do it i think something happened with like illumination studios or something i remember hearing like word about that nintendo wanted to like basically make their own studio i'm not sure if that's exactly true um but i heard things about that but my favorite thing about it was just like mimoto's like all right the movie's still coming yeah wait forward for that we already got the uh, amusement park set up uh coming out (laughs) soon in california so 
look forward to that. And then my favorite thing was like, I want to talk about Pikmin. And then it's just like, oh my god, what's the Pikmin announcement? And he's like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but we made this cute little game called Pikmin Bloom. And like, that was a thing. But most people didn't give a shit about it because, you know, no offense, like, Pikmin compared to Pokemon is not as big of an IP. But then I remember, like, Pikmin is Miyamoto's baby. So it would make sense. They'll be like, I want you to love my child. Yeah, Miyamoto so really I, blue balled us there with, uh, with the Pikmin Blue mobile game. And I'm just like, he, okay. He's just like, like, I know what the fuck you guys want, but this is what I want. And I want it now. And I just thought it was funny. It's just like, this is what you could do. You could walk around and have Pikmin follow you. Isn't it adorable? And I'm like, all right, I, I guess. It's kind of cool. And then it's like, but th- check out this announcement. It has to be Pikmin 4. <gasps> Pikmin 4 is announcement. It was yes! literally and- just a title thing. Like, no, 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 uh, what do you call this? No suspension building. Uh, nothing of like, hey, we're showing a little bit of clips here and there, making you think it's something else. Or much gameplay. Nothing. No, it's just it's a title. Just like, hey, it's just a title. Just a title and maybe some pretty graphics. And it's just like, oh, hey, man, to be fair, though, and to be fair, shirt. though, Marcos... That to be fair though, that's been something Miyamoto has been saying to people that like, yep, Pikmin Four is coming. Yep, yeah, Pikmin Four is coming. That's true. <laughs> like people were just like, just want to know if it's ever going to be a fucking thing at this point. Um. So yeah, I I I I personally like Pikmin. I'm not the biggest Pikmin fan. I've only played the first game, but I did play the third game a little bit. Um, especially on the Wii U because back then, like that was actually like an incentive for me to buy a Wii U back then. Uh, because like let's be honest, there really wasn't that many titles for the Wii U, especially at launch. Um, that made me want to get one. Um, let's see, what else did they, uh, talk about? All right, fuck it, let's get through the, the big thing out of the way. We finally got a release date for the new Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom, and, um, all I, right, let me get this I out I really of the way. enjoy the logo. It, I really enjoy the logo. I like the logo, too, but, you know, aside from the obvious joke uh, out of the way, because some people are, like, making the joke, like, oh, Tears of the Kingdom, haha, because current events, um, That's do true. you think it's gonna get delayed? Do you think it's gonna get delayed? Um... Given that they're building on top of the world that already exists and of of the uh of the you know the Breath of the Wild world already, they're just adding up more stuff. I might mm-hmm. see that, that as a possibility where it it could be delayed like its predecessor. Uh, but I I don't think it's gonna be that crazy of a delay if it does occur. But I'm also confident that uh, given that it just it's just mostly the same map, just bigger, it might not be delayed. It could be the case. Um, they've been developing this game for quite some time. So you're right. That's a good point. To be fair, though, Breath of the Wild was a game that's been developments in the Wii U and then it got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And then mm-hmm. eventually they're like, look, we we promised that this game was going to come on the Wii U, even though we already have this new switch thing. We're still going to sell it as, as a Wii U title because we promised that to to, to our fans. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think like a new Zelda game right about now might might tickle my fancy a little bit. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think it's coming no. out in May. Uh huh. Yeah, May. No, I was, I was. It's just, May. It's May. Yeah, so that's that's something to look forward to next year. That's that's pretty good. Uh, what were you gonna say? When it comes to the story itself, I quite enjoyed the idea that Calamity Ganon being the first um boss or the first end game boss that you have to fight, where you technically aren't defeating an actual Ganondorf, you're defeating an avatar of sorts. Uh, that that much was certain because it's been sprinkled out throughout the whole um the whole, uh, what do you call it, uh, story, where every, I think, 10,000 years or so, Ganon's malice gets, um, uh, seeps out and finally turns into this, into this, um, amalgamation, manifestation, physical manifestation of, of its, of its origin being, of its, of its ungodly being in the form of a pig, uh, some sort of pig god, and that, and, and I find that to be cool, because, well, guess what, it's not so much of a, a final villain type of thing, it's one of those things where, like, it's, um, 
You're just fighting the spirit. You're fi- yeah, you're fighting the spirit of the actual villain. And giving I mean, their- like to be fair though, the guy was pretty smart. Where he was just like, "Oh, these things. Oh wait, so the Highlands are making these things called Guardians. Well, what if I just use them against them?" <laughs> And they just, like, control all the Guardians to just shoot at each other. True. And the one thing is that uh, what we saw from the original Breath of the Wild 2, which is what it was considered back then, what it was named back then, um, mm-hmm. also in development, is uh, when we saw a trailer of it, uh, trailer of the uh, uh, footage being leaked, we saw uh, a frailed up, all dried up Gadendorf. Um Yeah, homie needs some, like, milk. He's He's, like, super dehydrated. Basically, and um, what it turns out is, is it looks like, just from the trailer alone, he's been sealed away um, by some sort of... People have been theorizing, um, like, what's going on here, what's going on there. And it's like, it looks like he's been sealed away with some sort of magic. Because he's not dead, because his, his malice keeps seeping out. And every 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 millennia or so, he um, comes back to life. And his spirit was able to amass itself to cause havoc uh, on Hyrule. And all that being said is, uh, on the most recent trailer, uh, Link uh, squares up and uh, with with Zelda, and literally, imagine being Gandalf, right? You're chilling, sealed. You can't physically move in any position. Maybe just turn your head. That's all you can really do. And you're just waiting for the time for your true strength to come back so you can outdo the seal. That's um, holding you back. And then, uh, you see some light flickering, some noise. Uh, you hear some noise, and then you turn, and you see the two people you did not want to see right away. The only two people who can truly seal you and truly defeat you being Link and Zelda. And he goes, nah, 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 this is what we're going to do. I'm going to unleash my magic, and now the Master Sword is now Goop. And I like it that the, the, the um, at least this game is going to focus more on the Master Sword itself as a, um, uh, returning it to its former glory. Uh, much like how in uh, Wind Waker, you went through the same thing where you're trying to restore the Master Sword to its former glory in order to defeat uh, Ganondorf. Um, which, there's theories about that, uh, that being the true Master Sword. But uh, anyways, uh, the, the 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 logo itself has the same sword on the actual, you know, on the box cover. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's probably going to be, uh, we're going to see much of the same old stuff that we enjoyed in the original Breath of the Wild. But obviously, we're going to be able to fly through the air, do whatever we got to do. Uh... Much like how in Elden Ring, you're able to ride your 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 steed on some uh, um, vortexes that send you flying into the air, skyscraper um, altitudes. I'm pretty sure in Breath of the Wild too, it's gonna be the same thing. Or uh, I mean, like what I like is is the fact that like Link clearly tapped into a Skyward Sword ancestor because he's just fucking sending it and jumping off into the fucking cliffs. Basically, he's like we, he has like no fucking fear. But it's going to be one of those games where I, I can see a delay happening uh, to finish, to wrap up with Legend of Zelda. But I, 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 I really don't think Nintendo wants to delay this game. It's, it's a game I that... I hope not, yeah. But when it comes to like uh, other things that were included in the actual um, uh, <laughs> Farming Simulator Direct and also... Exp- yeah, let's... With a, with a right, minor... Uh, do you have another game you want to talk about? Well, I, I did want to point out that it was mostly an expansion direct as well because obviously there's a like mario oh, yeah they Deluxe, talked about xenoblade yeah xenoblade uh, um splatoon 3 uh i think some games are coming to the switch finally i think uh, wait was bayonetta 3 well yeah let's yes they they talked about bayonetta 3 they they already announced a release date they just wanted to show off more of the game right um yeah that's actually one of the other things uh yeah bayonetta that, that's pretty dope i remember me and my friend we we flipped our shit uh, watching it live because we thought like, man, Bayonetta has just been 
dormant, you know? And then you got this weird-ass trailer, and then when she pops in with Witch Time, I was like, oh, shit, she's back. I will say, and, when, I, when I launched the, uh, the, the, the Direct, I go, uh, Peggy 18. I'm like, wait, what? This Direct is Peggy 18? Is uh, a rated M game here? Is it going to be Bayonetta? And then when I rewatched the stream again, because I stopped watching it halfway, I'm like, oh, damn, it is Bayonetta. Let's go. Well, to be fair, though, they also uh, announced the uh, Resident Evil games, which we'll get to that later. So, true, true, true. Uh, yeah, we're just going to go down by this list. So I'm going by left to right. Uh, so we skipped Kirby. Yeah, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe is coming uh, to the Switch. I heard a lot of good things about it. I actually played a little bit of it. Um, I don't know, man. Ever, ever since, like, I feel like that. Every Kirby game that's come out for the Switch made me appreciate more and more the fact that I didn't spend money on Star Allies. Everybody keeps like telling me that like Star Allies, like yeah, it was okay, and like but all the content added onto it felt like it should have been there at launch. Right. But then again, I don't know. I don't expect much for a Kirby game in general. Um, but yeah, it's cute. I like it. I don't know if I'll buy it. I mean, like maybe it'll be fun with, with friends. I like the fact that now everybody can play as Kirby. Uh, that's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. uh, more Splatoon three content. Uh, they announced the uh, the next uh, Splatfest. Uh, for the uh, the first official Splatfest for the Splatoon three that just came uh, came out because there was a Splatfest uh, demo and now that we have the first Splatfest with the game actually out in the market, uh, the f one is is that which would you take, Marcos, if you were stuck in a deserted island, gear, grub or entertainment? Yeah, uh, earlier today, I was talking about that with my cousin, uh, and it's pretty funny. The Manta Ray really wants you to bring fun, uh, but I personally. <laughs> Want to bring gear? Well, his name is Big Guy. Don't you dare not say his name in this household. I completely forgot his name was Big Guy. Honestly, that's yeah. his name is Big Guy. No, I no no. You're actually right. And uh, my my cousin, uh, they they picked fun only because well, that's what the Big Guy start. wanted. That's what Big Guy wanted. I'm like <laughs> Big I, Guy wants, and I'm like, all right, sheeple, you freaking sheep, do what you want. Uh, but like at the third day when you're hungry and thirsty, fun can only last you so long. I hope you enjoy eating those Game Boy cartridges. <laughs> Basically, yeah. But I, I would bring gear. Um, but when it comes to uh, the direct itself, the I would bring we... grub personally. If I if food never went bad and if I had an unlimited support, I I probably go with grub. Well, I mean, if I have gear, I can figure out how to make grub. If the uh... yeah, but assuming that it's a deserted island, like there's nobody there or nothing there. Well, then, no matter what that's... you pick, you're screwed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the only thing that really caught my interest was the, um, the, uh, uh, what do you call this? Uh, not GoldenEye being introduced into Virtual Console. Mario Party. Mario Party All right, on right. the freaking... Okay, we're kind of yeah. jumping around a little bit. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. So, Nintendo decided to say, hey, guys, we're going to bring, like, six... N64 games to the Switch service. Because I know you guys have been really mad about it, but don't worry, we're bringing some bangers. You know, we're not bringing at once. Mario Party. Mm-hmm. But half at a time, and I'm just like, all right, Nintendo, that kind of deflated my interest. Like, I enjoy the N64 games I can play on the Switch. Like, yes, it is not as good as then you could get on PC emulation, but, you know, for what it's worth, I could play some Wave Race 64 and have some fucking fun with it. But at the same time, though, nothing deflates me more. It's like, oh, here's six games that's coming to the Switch Online service, and half of them are only coming out this year. And I'm like, Really? Really? Is that really your your big fucking thing? It's mm -hmm. like, all right, we're bringing these Switch uh, six N sixty four games. Uh, let's see, which are I know uh, the Mario Party one and two. Uh, let me see here. Uh, games. The new Switch. The new Mario Party, the most recent one, has a lot of uh N sixty four mini games as well as uh. N64 well, yeah, that's what map. it is. It's a compilation. 
Right, and that's why I'm enjoying it because even like they did a really really good job at transferring these games over and adding a little bit more like challenges to the actual N64 stuff, uh, uh, paying homage and also you know doing a nice little twist to it. But the N64 <laughs> Mario Parties is uh is not not it's not forgiving. Rest in peace, uh, these future Joy-Con. <laughs> Joy-Con joysticks <laughs> that are uh, going to be destroyed. Can you imagine the fucking N64 trick with just that tiny little Joy-Con? Oh my the thing was god! Di- like disintegrate. That's what I'm oh saying. My god. Dude, that... A lot of the, the market of Joy-Cons Nintendo... are going to go up. Listen, if Nintendo, if Nintendo really wants to throw back, you know, to their legacy, I think what they should do is that every order that comes with their official N64 controller that they released, it needs to come with a pair of gloves. Uh, now, every time that they ship them out, yep. because now that you're shipping the original Mario Party. But yeah, dude, it's like, OK, so the games in tr- are going to be added. It's Pilot of the Wings 64, which is a fucking launch title for the N64, by the way. Uh, nice job. Uh, Mario Party's one, two, three. So that's one, two and three. Pokemon Stadium one and two, 1080p I- snowboarding and except by 64. Um, I played all these games except Pilot Wings and uh Ex- excite bike i think i played a little bit of 1080 um but it's just like oh there's six games like okay that's cool and it's like oh three of them are coming out uh this year and four of them are coming out um i mean five of them are coming out in uh in um next year and i'm just like really like that kind of deflates the fun out of it it's like oh i gotta wait till next year to play pokemon stadium 2 guys mm-hmm. yippee <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I guess we should then talk about the big thing that they announced. And I, I'm going to be completely honest, though, I doubted this was ever going to be a thing. But the fact that they are bringing GoldenEye uh, to the N64 expansion with online play and the fact that they marketed it is pretty kind of crazy. Because let's be honest, though, Marcos, this thing was a pipe dream. Like, I get it. GoldenEye, I played it even as a kid. I didn't even know what the fuck a James Bond was back in the day. Uh, but. GoldenEye is, is a certified hood classic. It's a, it's a classic game. It hasn't right. aged at all, but I think everybody who's played it admits it. Like, yeah, everyone, you know, plays GoldenEye for the hell of it. The game is going to run at, like, 2 FPS. And if you play Odd Job, that's, you know, you know punishable by death. You, know, you, you deserve the death punishment at that point. Um, but that's sort of the charm of it. And to be fair, though, it, you know, secret, secret here, Nintendo, if you don't come in here and remove my kneecaps from my inventory... Um, there have been better ways to play GoldenEye on PC with mouse and keyboard with online play for years, you know. But the idea of an official re-release was probably never going to be a thing. You had to juggle between Rare, yeah. the James Bond license, and Microsoft technically. And then Microsoft just said, eh, fuck it. We're gonna just You gave our blessing. We, we figured out the legal issues for you. You could release the game on uh, N64, which I figured that was going to be a possibility considering that they gave them Banjo-Kazooie uh, to release on the N64 service, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but... Then what I also liked was that Microsoft just said, hey, yeah, if you want to emulate the game on the Switch's online service, then go ahead and do that. Meanwhile, we're just going to port the game to the Xbox to make it run and look better. Granted, not drastically, but it's still like kind of impressive that like they're willing to clean up the graphics a little bit to you know bump up the resolution I'm just, to an actual... Mm-hmm. I'm just not looking forward to the <laughs> online aspect because Nintendo notoriously has been doing a... Uh, a not so well job with the online aspect of well their games so yeah i uh, yeah i mean like i said it's it's definitely not like uh the best way to play it it's just the best official way to play it at the moment you know because what's the alternative like buy it in 64 buy it in a golden eye and then have to pr- play pray that you're going to find a copy for it it's just like i just thought it was never going to be a thing i thought it was going to be a complete you know pipe bomb not pipe bomb pipe dream, dream yeah. that it was a 
yeah, it, that's ever going to happen. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cute. Uh, but yeah, let's let's move on here. Oh, Marcos, let's start with one of the RPGs. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, for any Donkey fans out there, uh, this might piss you guys off a little bit because uh, like Donkey and RPGs are now synonymous with with fucking um, uh, what's the thing you, you in uh, chlorine? And what do you make mustard gas with? Ammonia? No. Ammonia and 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 Clorox or bleach or something like that. Uh, you essentially make mustard gas. No? Yeah, exactly. That's the joke I'm trying to say. Because, like, Donkey, whenever he talks about, like, an RPG, it's, like, immediately on t- trending on Twitter. Like, hey, fuck this guy. He he didn't like Octopath Traveler. Well, guess what? Octopath Traveler 2 exists, so <laughs> we win exactly again, boys. <laughs> it looks exactly yeah, the okay, same. Okay, to be fair, though, to be fair, though, at the time, I really liked Octopath Traveler. I was never – I didn't even get all the party members yet. But I enjoyed the shit out of it when I played it. Right. Um, well, I thought right. it was just like, oh, it's cute. Octopath Traveler is also a thing. But I just like that – Square Enix just said, eh, fuck it. Let's just make a vague RPG title that is just, you know, the fucking, um, the game in general. Like, my favorite one was, like, Various Daylife. Like, that, <laughs> if that was, like, a Western studio, that would just be, like, the work week. That that would be the official title. And, like, then you got, like, Triangle Strategy. And then I just started thinking, like, well, what are these guys going to do? They call, like, a Battle Royale. Circle Shooter? Like, that's, 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 that's what Square Enix does. They just take, like, all right, two ty- terms, uh, make that the title, Jim. We got it. Uh, but, yeah, Octopath Traveler 2 uh, is coming, is also coming. Um, it's also immediately available on PC. Like, right now, you can wishlist it. Um, I, you know, I think it'll be great to play it on my Steam Deck if I ever get one. Because, like, I, I still have Octopath on my Switch right here. Uh, but I, I, I played it for, like, a couple weeks. It was fun. Um, but then, like I said, RPGs, when it's a game that's, like, a super high time investment, I, I generally don't play them. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really funny. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Booster Course Pass. Uh, I don't know a single individual who has bought the pass rather than just pay for the subscription service. But legitimately, I'm curious to know if anybody in the comments uh, could tell me that. Like, I'm legitimately want to know who spent the $25 for the booster pass because I think it was worth the money, in my opinion. Because, like, the content that you're getting on this booster pass is half of a game. Mm-hmm. Probably even more at this point. So I think it's well worth it. I've always argued that Nintendo has really, you know, I think that they dropped the ball a lot of things on DLC. But I think when it comes to their Mario Kart DLC, I think it's been, like, pretty good. Where it's like, hey, like, you're paying half of a of a Mario Kart game for your Mario Kart game. And you already got Deluxe, which is like this gigantic Mario Kart that's only just getting built more on top of. That's why I never agreed with people when they said, oh, we need another Mario Kart. I'm like, ah, I don't think so. I don't think we really need one at this point. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Ultimate was the fa- is, the, is the last uh, Smash Brothers game and they just built up on it. But obviously, though, that's not going to be a thing anymore, unfortunately. But no, we'll have to no. wait and see. But is but, that uh, it for the Nintendo yeah. Direct? Because I want to really move on to, the, uh, to all those... Poor, 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 poor souls who don't have a um PlayStation Five. Cause tech- oh, we'll get to that. Hold on, uh-huh. we're, we're, I still have a couple things I want to talk about. The direct. Oh, sure. I'll, I'll get sure, to sure, this sure. as fast as possible. Um, okay. Uh, don't really care about the Xenoblade Chronicles expansion. Sorry, I've never been even remotely interested in Xenoblade. Uh, I will say this though, Marcos. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, complete transparency. I have a very weird relationship with Mario and rabbits. Um, I thought the fact that the rabbits came back and the Mario IP made me want to like castrate myself um, because I, I can't imagine future generations to deal with these rabbits. But to be fair, though, to be fair, though, the rabbits in, in Mario and rabbits are actually kind of enjoyable. And I think what what kind of like blew my mind with it was that I remember when Mario rabbits were announced. I remember I was talking about it with a friend of mine where we were talking like, man, these rabbits are not as like annoying as I remembered. And then my friend basically explained to me, it was like, well, the thing is, Danny is that the rabbits don't scream in this game. And that's why you hated them subconsciously. And I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I always hated that, like, 
that running gag of them like yelling ah like that and i thought it was really tedious but then it's just like oh fuck it just put the rabbits in an XCOM game dressed up as mario characters like that's some goofy shit but the only reason why i'm talking about sparks of hope because i didn't give a shit about it i bought the first game i didn't play it still because i don't think XCOM really appeals to me um the only reason listen i don't know if you even knew about this marcus because i doubt anybody remembered this did you know that ubisoft had their own presentation uh no yeah, they had this thing called Ubisoft Forward, um, where it was just this presentation. Basically, they just talked about, hey, remember Assassin's Creed and how many games we make about we made for them? Guess what? We're making a shit ton more games out of it. Oh, and they, right, they brief- I, right, right. I remember now. Yeah, right. Of course, my my only thing that I wanted to see in the presentation was Rayman. I fucking love Rayman. I want to see Rayman get a 3D platformer. We already had Origins and Legends. People love those games. I want a 3D Rayman again, and. Guess what happened? In the Ubisoft pre- uh, presentation, they just only said that, hey, for DLC, we have Rayman as a character. They didn't show him. They just only showed the top of his head. But all I'm just glad this season, oh, my God, they remembered Rayman still fucking exists. Mm-hmm. So all I want is just Rayman to come back into a 3D setting, please, please, please. Uh, but don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll just get to the rest of the presentation. Uh, Just Dance 2023. Listen, I know some people out there don't quite understand that these games are still super popular. It's a reason why Ubisoft still released these games on the Wii. Is because, look, I, I know this might shock you guys, but the Wii is probably the most common system in hospitals, and especially in children's hospitals. And Just Dance is a game for physical therapy. That's why, like, those games are still being made to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Uh, Fay Farm. Uh, same fucking take on farming sim games. All right. My favorite announcement for this fucking Direct Marcos, I thought it was never going to happen. I thought I was going to have to figure out how to emulate this game on my computer, or I'm going to have to like get an old 3DS copy of this game, was Theatrhythm Final Bar Line. I fucking love Theatrhythm. If you guys don't know what Theatrhythm is, it's basically a rhythm game that is based on Final Fantasy music. And I first heard about this franchise um, through the... Uh, 3DS game. There was a demo of it, and I used to play the shit out of this demo uh, back in the day. It was really cute. It was really charming. I loved the art style, and I the song selection was pretty fucking nutty. So, years have passed. I didn't think much of the game. I never bought it back then, because even back then, I wasn't a big Final Fantasy fan. Um, I liked the music, but I never played all of them, so I didn't have like any connection to the music, right? So, years later, one day, we go to this arcade that me and Marcos uh, go to often called Arcade Odyssey. And Arcade Odyssey is a bitchin' place. If you guys are in the South Florida area, I highly recommend you check out that place super cool so i go to the arcade after a long time i think like post covid i didn't even uh during covid I, I didn't even like go out of my way to see it but uh we saw uh so they expanded drastically and one of the machines they had was this tall machine that said theatrhythm all-star carnival and i've never seen i didn't even know about this i didn't even know that there was like a final a theatrhythm arcade game you know because it usually expected that like you know most rhythm games oh, origin story is through the arcade you know like ddr beat mania things like that um but it was kind of cool it had like this badass machine it was all japanese so as a dumb gaijin like myself i can't fucking read this shit but i was able to play it and it was fun it was like fucking fun and just to put in perspective when the 3ds game came out i don't think 14 was even out yet at this point or it was like er, i think it was 1.0 or early on in Roman born but dude the song selection was so fucking big it had all the final fantasy music all the spin off final fantasy music all square enix music they threw music from near to chrono trigger to um roaming saga and i was like man this game is so fucking cool and i thought like man i would love to play this game more often because you know like uh, generally speaking in a rhythm game you need to play a lot of it to get good at it right um 
So I've always wanted like a way to play theatrical at home, but the only games that I could think of on the top of my head that got like a home console release was uh, on the 3DS and I think one on the PSP. But I'm like, man, I don't want to buy another 3DS. I don't want to do that for just one game. And then now we have theatrical, which granted it's only coming to the Switch and PS4, which I kind of wish it got a PC release, but maybe down the line they will. Uh, but yeah, I wanted a theatrical game. My only gripe, and don't get me wrong, this game's content is probably going to be huge. It has like over 300 songs in the package my only complaint i do have with it though that there is going to be a substantial dlc pack with it mainly that you're you know if you want to get music from like near and all the other non final fantasy games you're probably gonna you're gonna have to pay a little bit more of a penny for it but to me man the way i look at it is this game is going to save me more money by having it able to play it at my house rather than having to buy tokens to play it at the arcade and have to drive to the arcade and play it at the arcade. Mm -hmm. So for me, this was my favorite announcement because I thought they'll never make a theatrical game because I thought that franchise was kind of dormant. The last time I ever heard of these people that made theatrical made the Kingdom Hearts rhythm game that is now canon to the story, uh, which I've, I played a little bit of the demo of. I didn't play much of it, but I, I would like to play that. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for theatrical. I know it's really weird that I'm, I'm super excited for it, but I love my rhythm games. And to me, I can't think of the last time I've been legitimately excited for a rhythm game so yeah theatrical personally my favorite announcement i am super fucking excited for this um well so i guess we could uh well mm -hmm. let me let me add on and I, I guess i'll move on to the next topic but ladies and gentlemen let's not forget when daniel said he doesn't want to focus on every single topic uh, every single thing that was presented here uh but at least he was, at least we're having fun uh but daniel you don't have a ps5 anymore do you Oh, I guess you want to move to the PlayStation side of yeah, the conversation. Yeah, I think I so. Mean, like, I think it's time. I mean, I'll just uh, just shoot some bullet points. Let's just get the direct that way. I don't want to like fall back into this, so I'll keep it short. Um, Resident Evil Village, uh, Village Resident Evil Seven, Two, and Three remake are coming to the Switch. Big asterisk, uh, cloud version. Fucking sucks. That deflates all enjoyment out of it which is fucking crazy because the arguments say well these games are super graphically intensive well isn't that weird though because crisis core final fantasy reunion which is part of the big final fantasy 7 remake project uh that's getting a native port on switch so i don't know what the excuse of that is mm -hmm. um i see as far as like other games go i mean like to talk a little bit about fall guys roaming side i mean at this point we could just like quickly summarize it like this uh switch sports came out i don't know a single person who bought it even people were legitimately excited for it i think it just kind of like didn't really do it for people um a bunch of farming sim games don't really have much an opinion on it uh fatal frame is getting a re-release so that's kind of interesting i never played a fatal frame game uh, before uh, the only thing i knew about fatal frame was that the <laughs> the japanese wii u version um had a samus costume but then they got rid of it in the international release and i thought that was just really funny um uh they, they're bringing an rpg maker game to the to the to the switch i thought that was really funny um Let's see, I, I don't know. I guess I guess we could just uh, move on from here. I don't think there's really anything here I have much to say. Um, yeah, Marco, so I guess you want to talk about the PlayStation uh, state of play, then go for it. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, we don't got much time. So uh, with regards to oh, yeah, yeah. with regards to the Sony uh, state of play, you don't have a PS5. And uh, before I start off mentioning any games or any titles, are you interested in getting one again because of all these titles, all these amazing title no. i should say no not at all no because at let's let's break this down like let's look at it like this still. all right first game they announced tekken 8 gonna come to pc it looks gorgeous it's fucking amazing i'm, I'm looking forward to it. i barely i didn't touch tekken 7 but now i really want to get into tekken um that game's gonna come to pc it probably, probably is yeah. gonna be a no it for sure that's because that's what happened with tekken 7 it got a, a pc release so uh there's that let's see 
uh, God of War Ragnarok. We already got the first God of War game. Well, the you know reboot on on PC. So this is going to be an eventual thing. It's going to come to PC. So no, I I have no regrets on selling my PlayStation Five. And every day, more and more, I realize it wasn't a big of a loss and it was more of a profit at the end of the day. Uh, but with regards to the the entire Sony state of play, out of all the directs, game shows, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the, where they introduced new games and everything, uh, the state of play really took the kick on this one. Uh, it started off strong with Tekken 8 with an amazing cutscene where, uh, allegedly, you know, they said that this is taken all in from the uh, PlayStation 5's in-game graphics and stuff. Well, and it's like, in-game. Like, that's the point. Like, that's in-game Yeah, gameplay. that's what I'm saying. So, if, if that were the case, if that is, like, true to its actual word, that looks amazing. Like, like that's like that muscle detail though actually big daddy kazuya doing his doing his best and the transition from um the chain being broken to revealing the number eight that was that was smooth very very smooth very very good i liked it a lot a lot it was it was what can i say this 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 has been a sort of work of art type of thing when it comes to the uh the state of play it was just banger after banger really um would you say that this is the rare sony w Marcos? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I mean, I don't think Microsoft is getting any Ws uh, this year at all whatsoever when it comes to them revealing games. Honestly, when they revealed uh, Starfield, I, I didn't really care about it. So, like, what's, I didn't really quite have any interest in any state of plays, any any directs, any E3s, any whatever, because, like, it's not something I'm really all that excited for. I mean, But, Marcos, no presentation wins unless one loses, so we need to make sure we give the Ws out. Oh, yeah, well, this one this one definitely was a W. I mean, definitely uh, seeing the... Oh, what's this game? It's a Bayonetta-esque game. It looked... Uh, uh, what, what was it called? Um, Rise of the Ronin? No, 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 no. It, we're, we're, the, we're the chick. There's a chick main character. Oh, uh, Stellar Blade. Stellar Blade. That game looks like... I, when we first saw it, uh, uh, when it was first shown at uh, a previous set of play, the game looked great, but I was skeptical. But them showing in-game, just in-game, like, actual, like, footage, that thing looks smooth, looks clean, looks just really, really good. Now, will you buy it, though? That's my question. Um, I have commitment issues. I probably won't buy The only game I probably buy on this entire thing, only because I have, I only played the one game from it, it's probably going to be God of War because... I want to finish the story, which I'm not, I, I'm still iffy about the whole, um, it's not being a trilogy thing. I get why it's not being a trilogy. Um, but at the same time, I would like for it to be a trilogy, you know, more, more content, more flushed out story, more whatever. But if, if they want to do it in two games for whatever reasons they need to do it, and then it is what it is. So I'm really hoping that, uh, this, I mean, the trailer looks like a banger already. Um, so God of War was probably the only one I'd probably buy. Um, I might buy anything else on sale, really. But when it comes to single player games, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not playing as as often uh, when it comes to multi. I mean, single player games. Uh, but when it comes to the anything else on this this state of play, I'm not sure if you're interested in the uh, <laughs> in this update on Hogwarts Legacy. But a friend of mine was really sewing hard, uh, just because. Well. Not to insult the our uh, <laughs> our J.K. Rowling crowd over here, but I, I find that a bit cringe. You know the, uh, the the excitement for a game like this. Like it looks great. It's just 
the the Harry Potter baggage type of thing. You know, it's like, uh, what's that called? Like, oh, I don't play this game because the fandom makes it cringe type of thing. Like, I'll probably play the Harry Potter game, but I just... I think we've had that discussion before. Have you ever, like, stopped enjoying something or weren't interested in something because of a fan base? If like, it's I, I, single legit... player, nah. If it's multiplayer, a little bit. I guess, yeah, I guess, because you have to play within people of that same community. I guess I guess that's a fair assessment. Um, yeah, I never really cared about it. If I like something, I like something. Whether or not someone in said community or things like that is is you know cringing out or something like that or makes it really unappealing, not my thing. You know, like if you're a Trekkie, if you're a nerd, like we're nerds. You know, what I'm saying, who the hell am I to judge anything, right? Right. And I mean, you just heard me get super excited over a Final Fantasy rhythm game. That's me nerding the fuck out. True, and when it comes to, at least with Hogwarts, I mean, the game, Hogwarts Legacy, I'm sorry. Um, when it comes to story, we'll see what, what it has to add more-wise, but overall, the game looks quite interesting. They did show off a bit more of the combat skills, uh, or more combat in general. It seems like there's going to be more, uh, different kinds of enemies uh, always coming at it's you. It's also getting an exclusive quest on the PlayStation. Yeah, so at least with Hogwarts Legacy... Uh, oh, apparently it's going to get released on Xbox, PC, and Switch. Yeah. Okay, so it looks like it's just a timed exclusive. Okay, the best kind of exclusive. Gotcha. So one of my biggest fears with Hogwarts uh, uh, Legacy, like with any other RPG-style game like that, action RPG, is the stagnant combat, where it's like you just spam the same three moves and you win, right? Because you are you got to high enough level, high enough defense, where you could just keep spamming these three moves and you win, save for like maybe a boss fight here and there. Uh, but with Hogwarts Legacy, it looks like it's going to be more so like a, a situation type of thing. A random enemy will appear and you have to use spells catered only to that enemy, which is fine. But I can move on from that. Um, the uh, <laughs> I wasn't not expecting this trailer to go hard, but, you know, uh, the uh, Like a Dragon Ishin, that trailer went hard. Everything about yeah. it was just like... Well, first, we, were, we were just talking about that, like, my, Sega finally found a franchise to milk. That isn't Sonic in in the West, and it's Yakuza. Hey, that f- wacky, you know, Yakuza game. Yo, this shit's like popping the fuck off in the West. Yo, released everything, and yeah, I, I could give a little bit more story about that. But yeah, Like a Dragon Edition looks amazing because it's a remake. I didn't even believe it at first. Like, oh, this is straight up a remake. But yeah, Like a Dragon Edition was the Yakuza game between the last Yakuza game on the PS2 two and the first Yakuza game on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Basically, the the studio that was making it wanted to try something different, but it's still like. Basically, Kazuya with the fucking feudal Japan setting of samurai sword and shit. And, um, and that game got released in, and a gun, too. And it's like, you know, he fucking flamingos dances shit around it. Like, he's fucking Bayonetta. Um, yeah, like, that game... I, I didn't hear about this game, but that's because this game never came out to the West. So, the only way you could have played it was that... You know, it's kind of crazy, though, in the late, in the day and age we live in today. I remember there was a, there was a YouTuber I liked a lot. Uh, his name is now Hero, but back in the day, he used to be called Hyperbit Hero. Where he was, you know, he was doing the series called uh, Your Next Favorite. Where he basically would talk about, like, a franchise and explain it to you. Like, he's done it for video games and anime. And he did this whole thing for Yakuza. And this bastard had to play every Japanese Yakuza game. Because there was a time where, like, most Yakuza games... Games never got an official Western release. Nowadays, you could go on Steam and just play every Yakuza game from beginning to end. But back in the day, like maybe you got like three games released in the states, right? Okay. And the fact that back in the day, like this guy had to say, like, oh, if you want to get into Yakuza, here's how you do it: you got to get a Japanese copy, you got to backwards, uh, make your PS3 backwards compatible, and also you got to play this game with this fucking guide at the entire time. I'm like, this poor bastard had to play so many hours of Yakuza in Japanese. 
and had to use a translation guide just to enjoy himself. But oh, nowadays, God. Sega just said, fuck it, eh, just release them all to the States. And Ishin was one of those games. Like, this game was never going to come to the West. And in fact, they even told people, like, oh, we're really excited that this game's getting re-released because this game never came out to the West and no one knows about it. And yeah, it's basically just like a spin-off Yakuza game, but in feudal Japan with, like, name changes and shit. But still Kazuya and Majima and everything like that. And I just thought, like, oh, that's kind of cool. I've always wanted this game to get a Western release. Yeah, and well, all I can say is this <laughs> much this uh state of play, much like on the Nintendo one, was all nothing but uh, uh farming sims and expansions. Uh, and the one we'll probably talk about a little bit, uh, Marvel's uh the the D twenty three Expo was nothing but mobile games. This one's been a little bit more so uh, Oriental, if that's not offensive, you know, it, it's a bit more Oriental. We have games like um. The Rise of the Ronin, which looks a lot like, uh, very similar to uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, yeah, it looks similar to that game. It looks clean, looks nice. Uh, obviously, the whole uh, uh, Like a Dragon, Tekken 8, and I think, yeah... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh... <laughs> I think I think the funniest thing was like when Sony talked about the PlayStation Stars, <laughs> and everyone, including myself, they're like, "Oh, Sony's making NFTs." <laughs> And they're like, no, guys, it's literally just collectibles. It's just digital collectibles. They're not, don't, it's not NFTs. I'm like, man, fuck you, NFTs. You ruined digital collecting to be fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this, uh, this Sony, but yeah, Marcos, like, you asked, like, earlier, like, oh, Danny, do I regret selling my PlayStation 5? No, because you know what I did? Every mm-hmm. time a game comes out on any presentation, I Google it and say, is it coming to PC? And nine times out of 10, it is. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. True. I win in the end. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, boy, my PlayStation has more games. Whoopity do. My computer has more games. One of my favorite things, at least with any direct or anything, uh, with, with regards to uh, new announcements and new games, it's always like, oh, do you regret selling your thing? Or do you regret not having this or whatever? At least, like, to PC charge or whatever. And I'm just like, I mean... I'm not gonna play all the games that come out. I'm not. I don't got that much time or exactly patience. So I'm just gonna do my own thing. But that's one of the things that they. Oh, one thing they announced: the uh, limited edition God of War PlayStation controller. Whoop de do I guess? But that's not a. Uh, that's something some, some people will soy about. Which I guess you know. It's 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 um. It's one franchise. I'll, it's a cool-looking controller, but it's a controller. That shit's going to get sweaty and shit like that. It's like, if you really care about your limited controller, you wouldn't fucking use it. Since you spoke about the whole gamers club thing for Best Buy, uh, I just... I, I buy most of my stuff from Best Buy anyways, mainly because uh, I think I'm a, the kind of, I'm the top tier member there. I forgot how I got there. Um, but all I know is, like, the, whatever the membership they have there, I'm the highest form of it. And... and uh, Whenever my controllers get busted, I just turn it in and get a new one because I have a warranty on the one that I'm using. Uh, just because it's a lot more convenient than shilling out another, what, $70 to buy a new controller? I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, it's very expensive. It, it, I, it stacks I, I'm, up. I'm yeah. a one controller kind of household kind of guy. But yeah, I don't know. The, the, the PlayStation presentation, like, yeah, I guess if, if you really want to go, like, which was the best games announcement? Like, yeah, I guess the, I guess play, Sony technically got the dub on that one. Because if you were not enjoyed by the eighth play, farming simulator by Nintendo, uh, yeah, I guess this presentation <laughs> would be considered a dub. So congrats, Sony. You <laughs> you won by, by just showing games that people wanted to see. And Nintendo announced, like, three games that people wanted to see, and then that was it. But nothing, nothing really, like you know earth shattering 
Uh, but I guess if you want to talk about all the great announcements for this for the Disney and Marvel. Well, well before we thing, get there, I guess when we went to, uh, to 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 unify both the the Sony and the D twenty three. I'm surprised that you know, given that this is a state of play, like I'm pretty sure like I we didn't see any more like footage for like upcoming games that we know that are going to be big, like Spider Man. And well, we know why. There wasn't any footage, new footage, because there's really nothing to show. And when we move on to the D23, the Marvels and Disney's first ever like big game thing, when they're announcing all of their games, all of everything involving with the games, the the Spider-Man didn't really show up until the very end. And even then, it was just things we already knew about. There was nothing new about it. So when it comes Wait, to the, they talked about Spider-Man. No, they just showed. No, what we they already, didn't. No, I'm saying they already showed. No, what we they, already. They, what we already know about that's what i'm like, saying no nothing it wasn't look let's just be honest though the only reason why we all tuned into that presentation was because there was this hiccup that people thought like marvel versus capcom was going to be announced which i thought about it and i was like wait hold on let's guys let's let's look at this in art you think marvel versus capcom is going to get announced on the one fucking walt disney game announcement hmm. presentation the first like come on like yeah, like, come on. Do you think that they're just going to be like, oh, here's Marvel vs. Capcom, by the way. Here you go. We're just, whoop, we released two. And it's like, no, like, I get it. That's like the pipe dream. Look, would I have flipped my shit if they started the presentation says, Mar- Capcom presents Marvel. Con-. Look, I would have nutted on the spot. I would have lost my goddamn shit. But then I started realizing, guys, guys, come on. It's like 10 a.m. on a Disney presentation. There's barely like 200 people watching this shit. You know, I don't think any big YouTubers are reacting to this. I, I come on, let's let's set our expectations. But I'll tell you one thing though, Marcos. I hope you like mobile games because that's what <laughs> that's what they really marketed. Uh, but to be fair though, there was a Switch exclusive. There was a uh, uh, Disney Illusion Island, which is like this uh, puzzle platformer, um, which kind of reminds me of Goof Troop on the Super Nintendo, but it also reminds me of Castle of Illusion on the Genesis. I don't know if you, you remember that game. It was one of my first video games I ever played. I tried playing it again as a kid, which is weird. Do you ever like have like weird nostalgia where you remember a game l- looking like this way, but then when you go back to play it, it's actually like this, and you thought, like, man, why do I remember it being so much fun when I was a kid? It's like, oh, because you're a dumb kid, and you thought this was like, you know. Yeah, that's true. Groundbreaking. And it looks a lot more HD in your memories because of what you were using. Exactly, to back then. Yeah. yeah. I just thought like I remember the colors being more purples and blues, but it's like greens and, and blacks, and I was just like, Man, this is really like not as memorable as I drew, remembered it. But uh yeah, Disney Illusion Island, it's a fucking Switch exclusive puzzle platformer. Um they started out with a Tron identity mobile game, but it's not thing special, it's just a circle ring. That's that's a thing. Um uh, let's see uh gargoyles remastered um i knew of the show i know gargoyles the show uh apparently i didn't even know that was like a cult classic whenever people tell me like classic uh nintendo games from like the i mean disney games from the 90s most people say like aladdin uh lion king if you were a masochist back in the day um let's see what else what, what what's like a really good disney game that came out during the 90s um aladdin lion king uh fuck i should man because i'm going off of the disney collection i guess jungle book because that game got re-released um am i forgetting it no i think that's about it either way illusion around that's clean i probably won't play though no me either way it's a cute art style but definitely not not for me um reminds me of a. let's see oh what's this thing you said aladdin right i forgot what it reminded me of some kind of mix of meat boy as well but nah not really there was there was a Disney game that was really weird on the Super Nintendo. I've always felt like it was like a fucking pipe dream because like it's such a weird IP. Have you heard of Molly Millard or I'm probably mispronouncing it? 
Um, it's a basically Molly Millar. How was it? A Super Nintendo game? What was it Maui? Okay, maybe I'm mispronouncing it, Marcos, but it's M A U I Mallard in Cold Shadow. Um, nope. It's a half. Okay, it's it's a weird game. I vividly remember borrowing this game as a kid, and it was one of those games you rent, you borrowed from someone, and then you forgot about it because it was like a family friend you never spoke to again. Um, but it's a really weird Super Nintendo game. Um, basically, it's Donald Duck, but it's not Donald Duck. It's like the same person. Oh no! It actually is Donald Duck. My bad. Okay, so Donald Duck apparently is like a detective um, named Molly Millard. M A L L A R D. Maybe I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, because it's a reference to Magnum PI. Okay, I get that. And he dresses up as a ninja called Cold Shadow. And it's such a weird game because I can't like think of the of the thought process behind it. It's like, wait, so we're gonna make a game where you play as Donald, who's a Magnum PI reference, who has a gun and he shoots at bugs and shit, and then also turns into a ninja to fight with this fucking stick. And I never beat the game as a kid because that game was actually surprisingly hard as a child. Um, very weird game, but that's like the only Disney games I can think of back in the nineties. Um that I can think on the top of my head, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get super off track though. Uh going back to games that was announced in the Disney presentation, uh Disney Speedstorm. Okay. Quick tangent though. Does anybody remember that one time where Disney made like a burnout game back in the day? I forgot what it was called. It was Disney let's see Disney because I, I it blew my mind. I was like Disney Racing Game PS3. What was it called? It was called Split Second. This game was such cool shit back in the day. And I thought that that's what Speedstorm was going to be. And it kind of looks like that, but it's more of a kart racer. But they it only showed off like... They... It looks interesting. At least a competitor or at least something similar to Mario Kart, but not exactly Mario Kart. Uh, it, it lo- I mean, like, what's the competition like? I mean, like, there's Crash Team Racing. Um, uh, what else? I mean, I would say Chocobo GP, but that was the fucking Snorfest. Uh, I do know yeah, that people no. are quite enjoying the nostalgia factor that this game could bring. I'm not sure if it will, but yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Um, okay, here's another game, though, they talked about. Disney Dream Valley, which I think it's an it's still an early access game, but I've actually heard people that legitimately like this game. It's basically just Animal Crossing, but with Disney. And I, I've known some people that actually really uh, dig it, um, but I have no opinion of it because I, I haven't really played it. Um, Disney Mirrorverse, uh, I'm not exactly sure what the fuck it is, but I really like the designs as over the top as they are. I think, like, the designs are super cool. Actually, you know, speaking about crazy Disney games, like, did you know about the Japanese Disney game where, like, basically they made all the Disney villains, like, super hot? Let me see if I could find it right here. Sounds like Dead by Daylight Dating Simulator. Kind of like that, but, like, it's like, why, why are you making Captain Hook, like, way too fucking hot, Disney? Uh, Japanese. Wait, he was already hot. What are you talking about? I mean, I kind of. I mean, like, not <laughs> really. I mean, I don't know. I don't really like the whole. You know, he's you know little weird kidnapping kids. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I love the uh, Neverland theory where it's Peter Pan being the true antagonist, uh, holding kids back, uh, never aging, and Captain Hook is the one who escaped, and he wants to get bring down the reign of terror of Peter Pan. Uh, with regards to making sure kids never escape and then they end up turning into donkey 
into donkeys. Oh, to be fair though, like the the actual story, because here's the thing about like with fairy tales that drive me up the wall. When people say, "Oh, the original fairy tale was like this dark," it depends because like the original author could either be Grimm's Tales or it could be like just an old author that's been passed down through generations. Most people are quoting the Grimm Tales version of Sleeping Beauty and Peter mm-hmm. Pan. Uh, but but the actual story behind Peter Pan is really weird. I mean, like I've I've read like snippets of like two different interpretations of it but the author was like the really weird part i think that's like the most fascinating thing i don't know if you you, you heard of the story about the author of peter pan where like people started wondering like what yeah that Not would explain so. why he wrote a story okay so to give like a quick history lesson long story short the author of peter pan um basically what happened was that he had an older brother that he was playing a little too rough on the ice while they were ice skating he fell back hit his head died instantly oh uh, that traumatized him and that's why he said he never wanted to grow so then he wrote the story of peter pan and he had this thing for children not i wouldn't say sexual they never confirmed that he had like a sexual uh fascinating uh sexual interest of it but more in a sense where it was like he liked children he liked children's innocence he, he admired their innocence and stuff and i heard like the story about like how apparently while he was an author he had these two boys with him and the kids parents or something like that let him live with him and he was like super close with them but to be fair though there was this thing where like i remember hearing that he when he passed away he said that like one of his wills was that all the money that he's ever made with the peter pan license or with the peter pan book has to go back to a child um uh, orphanage essentially so yeah that's that's where like where people get this idea that like oh peter pan's like this weird secret like depressing story which is true i mean like the play is fucking depressing and is like scary shit and peter outright tells people that like oh the if the lost boys grow up he fins them out which practically spells out he kills them basically Um, yeah but peter pan it is such a like wide thing that you can interpret it as like all these different things uh but yeah i found out the game it's called disney's twisted wonderland Basically, they made all the uh, Disney villains, like, super hot. And they're guys. Huh. Wait, only the guys? Oh, oh I mean, no. They, they tr- no, they turned all the girls into guys, too. Like, Cruella DeVille's a hot dude. Scar's a hot dude. Um, the, prince, uh, the, the voodoo guy from Princess and the Frog is hot. Uh, well, to be fair, he's always been kind of hot. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a weird art. I remember someone was tweeting at me at this and they'd be like, yo, am I, am I going to simp for, like, male Maleficent? And, like, you guys Wait. don't simp for female Maleficent? based disney being yeah, misogynistic let's go what do you mean dude i mean like that's no that's, women in our video market- games only guys i mean <laughs> that's kind of i mean like they they know who they're marketing to it's I not mean, they're not stupid based department here i mean come on let's let, let's be real here disney disney's past has been very um very <laughs> very apparent especially Walt Disney the senior big guy the dude who started Disney himself he had some very um uh not so kind things to say about our Jewish brethren so I mean to be look in my defense though um I I think that it was just a unfortunately it was an acceptable thing at the time which is not acceptable now um but you know that's that's just how it was like whenever people look at like oh was Walt Disney racist I think that it was just at the time it was just right. humor because we we didn't grow up in the 40s we don't know that you know you and me might find out it's very specific like the 20s or 40s i mean yeah, yeah I, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like you're just not gonna get it you know but if you knew someone who grew up in that generation they would tell you like oh yeah this was commonplace it's not acceptable even back then but that's how i respect what warner brothers do is they like hey we know this was fucked up but rather than just like, acting like it never existed we acknowledge it and we don't want to do this again but uh yeah twisted wonderland why didn't they show that off in the presentation i think uh mickey oh, mouse well. was supposed to be a um a kind of i think he was 
doing blackface until they actually turn him into a, like a real mouse, a black mouse, and I'm just like, okay. I I mean, like, given or take, it's just like, well, if you're you know in a black and white cartoon, like, what are the two color options you have? You know what I'm saying? True. But when it comes to this D23 Expo, I I don't quite understand that they uh. You know, usually you, you like to finish a, an expo, a direct, a state of play, etc., an E3, with the, um... <laughs> with one more thing. With with a very, very... Your, your biggest game, the one that cost the most hype, right? Because, you know, people are anticipating, you know, a uh, a big game or a review or maybe a, uh, a continuation of, like, hey, this is what we're working on, on on the last presentation. We revealed it, and now this one, we're showing more of it. A good example, look at Nintendo, what they did with uh, Breath of the Wild and um, Tears of a Kingdom. Uh, we got to see a release date, uh, more footage, uh, an actual title, and the logo. Like, all that, right? But in, in here in D23, we saw a uh, uh, Avatar mobile game. We saw a whole bunch of mobile games. We even saw some farming games. I think there was just one uh, giving Nintendo run for their money over here. Uh, but they... I thought they were going to end it with a, an avatar um, actual first, like an actual game, an action RPG like game, uh, uh, avatar game. And it looks because you know, that's what people wanted. That's what people actually wanted. like actually was what they wanted. And uh, the <laughs> they pulled a, uh, a, a blizzard when they announced Diablo's Immortal. They ended their whole presentation on a mobile game. Another mobile game, but not just not. But the presentation wasn't just a mobile game; it was a trailer for the mobile game. True. They even showed the fucking mobile True. game, and I'm like, God, I don't even have anything to get mad off of this shit. It's just ironic because we all know all these games that were introduced. I, actually, I think the last mobile game that was introduced was uh, from Niantic, uh, the creators of Pokemon Go. Um, given that mobile games are, um, well, first of all, they're free, and second of all, riddled to the brim. Uh, with microtransactions, because uh, there's a reason why they're free. Uh, they, um, uh-huh. It's not looking too good for Disney. I think they're trying to capture this whole uh, market on mobile games, because people will, you know, they will succumb to their desires with addictions and gambling. We were talking about a bunch, a little bit uh, about that uh, before the recording, but other than that, it's just this, this being their very first... Uh, game show or game hosting event, whatever. It's it, it wasn't. I mean, to be fair though, if I could play devil's advocate for a little bit, the the game presentation was a small footnote. You see, D twenty three has always been like a a presentation where like, hey, this is all the new things Disney is True. working on. And I just looked it up right now, and they, they they mainly talk about like productions and things like that, including like the Percy Jackson, the Olympians, um, show or movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a show. Um, but yeah, it, it's just that that's that's like the the point of it. It's just that they they talk about like this and they're like, well, fuck it, let's just put video games on it because we need to like show brokers that like we're working on video games or we're tapping into this market. Um, but yeah, you know, that, it's it's pretty much what I expected to be. I had no super high expectations. If I was watching it by itself with nobody around me, and you know, I feel like a jackass and be like, wow, this is a complete waste of time. I, but then again, what well, what should I expect? You know, it's fucking Disney. You know, it's not these aren't like you know, it's not a no name in the video game industry, but I just thought it was funny that people thought like, oh, guys, what did they announce Marvel versus Capcom in this one presentation? Like, come on. Come on. Even Capcom would be like, that's fucking stupid. Speaking of which, uh, Tokyo Game Show. Uh, that That's that's a thing. Uh, that That's a... Uh, 
That's the thing. Um, granted, I think it's still currently going on right now. And at the time of recording, we're at the 16th of September. Um, so we're just going off of what's been announced as far as Tokyo Game Show on the 16th. Um, nothing super crazy. I mean, they showed off more footage. I mean, mainly the one game that I'm really excited about that they talked about was Street Fighter VI. Um, they added, like, a whole party mode in the game where it's, like, there's items and shit, like soccer balls and even the little helmet dudes from Mega Man that come in. And it was just, it's just goofy shit. But what I do like, though, is that I do like the extra modes and content they're adding. Uh, for one thing, though, they are adding, like, a full-on, like, character customization mode. There's even, like, uh, custom character fighting. Um, lob uh, it it's pretty, like, expansive shit. And I'm just like, oh, that's that's really good. Because that was, like, my big complaint towards Street Fighter V was that Street Fighter V sold itself as nothing more than just an online fighting game. But for a casual normie like myself, I want shit to do outside of that. And it makes me really happy that that's what looks like Street Fighter Six is really, like, focusing on is that they want to focus more on, like, normies to be like, oh, look, look at all this other extra shit you could do with your uh, with your time, you know? With the uh, yeah. Tokyo Game Show, uh, we get the hype announcement that the uh, exclusivity for uh, uh, Sony-only uh, exclusivity for uh, Deathloop has been announced, which, honestly, who cares about Deathloop at this point now? But, uh... Uh, when it comes to, uh, what was it? When it comes to this showcase, I'm just reading what was announced on it. There's not much, but I, I did want to bring up a, a very, very funny thing about the, I think it was, yeah, under the Ubisoft show thing that where Assassin's Creed got an adult-only rating. And this was actually during the actual showing of the game where I think, I think the whole Ubisoft presentation, game presentation was started off with Assassin's Creed and stated... Yeah, that, that's what... It showed like mm -hmm. 18 plus or a AO, which is adults only. For those who don't know, here in here in the um, in the States, an ESRB rating of AO, uh, well, basically, the, you can't really sell it on consoles and you can't really advertise it either. And not only can you not advertise it, like, it, it be, basically, it becomes a, a part of this whole dark market where only those who buy adult only games are only there because they know how to search through whatever weeds they gotta search through in order to get an adult only game the only reason uh, any adult only game gets popular is because it gets like infamous that's why like the game hatred got like popular because a lot of people were were being uh were going up in arms about it. like oh you get to do all this and it's an adults only rating game and people started getting really really salty about it he's like hey this game should be on the internet yada 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 so yeah it's actually kind of interesting because it's like the first rated A game technically that I own and play. I don't know if it was like I could get banned for this, but uh, I'm pretty sure you know the game Manhunt, right, Marcos? Yeah. Okay, so Manhunt 2, a brief story. Um, Manhunt 2 initially was revealed, and it was you know over the top, way more aggressive, way more violent. The game immediately was getting tried to get canceled. It was going to get banned. The SRB gave it immediately the hard A, and they they said they're like, okay, this this is this is not available. So then what Rockstar did is I said, okay, we'll censor the game. They didn't change any code. They didn't break any line or anything like that. They just made it more difficult to see the actual gore and violence. So the stipulation was is kind of similar to the Hot Coffee mod, where it's that. If in the, um, if for example, like the only way you could buy Manhunt 2 legally in, in America right now is if you buy through Amazon. Believe it or not, Amazon has like their own little download client and stuff like that. Um, I bought the game on, on PC for like, like $6 or something like that. And then once you download the game, if you mod in the adult 
patch essentially removes all the censorship, thus to make it into a rated A game with all the uncensored content. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think that's a that's a bit of a blunder, but it's not unheard of. I mean, like I think there was even like children children's game actually getting accidentally added the rated A uh, by mistake, either by a misprint or by like ESRB just you know fucking around and shit. When it comes to, but then again. It, Oh, I'm sorry. You were just cutting off a bit. No, I was. I was just gonna say that ESRB, in my opinion, in the year 2022, is completely fucking pointless. It doesn't. It doesn't stop anything. If a kid wants to play Reddit M game, all he has to do is have sixty dollars, go to the store, buy PlayStation credits, and go buy the game. Yeah, that's because legally he can do that. You're right, and that's the thing with Assassin's Creed, um, the new one, which is going back to its roots. You know. Uh, going back to the Middle East, going back to you losing your ring finger in order to use the hidden blade, going back to the typical formula of Assassin's Creed 1, 2, uh, and even 3, uh, not doing the whole Valhalla formula and um, and the Odyssey formula. And that's good and all, but the reason why I got an adults-only rating is because he said real-life gambling. And what's ironic is that, like, oh, is the ESRB finally cracking down on loot boxes and, you know, those plinko machines or whatever, whatever, or you could... By using your money, you can buy credits, and that credits is used to go into the actual loot-based gambling system. But it's not really gambling, because you can't really sell, you can't really get your money back like that, you know, unless you sell your whole account. Um, these, these, these weird, stupid legal loopholes where, uh, ethically speaking, we know what it is. Legally speaking, it's something else, because, you know, that's how it is, and that's how you beat the system. But, uh, like... Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, <laughs> I thought it was good news for the uh, for for those fighting the good fight, but no, it was just a mistake. It's probably a mistake. The ex, uh, they're probably gonna change it back to M because a AAA entity is not going to enjoy the idea of having an adult only game, especially on one of their uh, main flagship games like Assassin's Creed. Um, but uh, what else is there on the uh, Tokyo things? Because obviously, uh, as Daniel said, we were recording as uh, as it was going on. So right, because it ends on the 18th, so they're subjects to change. And by the time this video goes live, I doubt that you know, um, you know, it, before anybody starts like telling us like, oh, why did you talk about this? Why did you talk about this? It's because we don't know. We can't. We don't have clairvoyance to see the future. So that's not that's not an ability we have yet. But um, I'm just going through it because I'm trying to check through like some sub website publications that talked about like games that are really um, interesting. Because of course, like again, it's a super niche. Uh, show because it's like you know unless you're actively watching it you know and most of it's in japanese so but i mean they, they talked about a couple things here nothing really like immediately caught my eye um let me see here um uh-huh going down the list here uh let's see i guess a new dragon quest game is coming out it's a spinoff no release date for infinity stat starsh Dragon Quest: The Adventure of Die. I've heard about The Adventure of Die. I think that might be the manga Dragon uh, Dragon Quest game. I remember. <laughs> I, the, the funny thing was that I remember I was talking to a coworker about it. Like, hey, have you heard of Dragon Quest? Like, yeah, I've seen the anime. He's a guy's a fucking pussy. And I was like, well, I I never heard of the anime, but uh, I I guess so. Um, let's see, any other game that really worth talking about? Uh, let me see. Um, Star Ocean, I forgot that was even, that was a thing. I remember that was going to be, like, a decent MMO that kind of blew up, but I think that after, like, the first expansion kind of killed all the excitement and vibe for it. Um, new One Piece Odyssey game trailer got revealed and a release date. That's kind of neat. Um, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, content, that's pretty cool. I, I've still not touched Monster Hunter World. You already know my, my excitement for Street Fighter Six. We already got, uh, yeah. confirmation for characters of E. Honda, Ken, 
Blanca and Dalsium. I already told you that I'm super excited for the uh, extra content that they're adding, including the uh, World uh, World Tour, Fighting Ground, Battle Hub, and Game Mode trailer. Uh, trailer. Uh, content. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Vrains is coming to Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. That's kind of cool. It's crazy that we have, like, what, four or five active Yu-Gi-Oh! games or Yu-Gi-Oh! simulators officially sanctioned by Konami. We got Duel Links, Master Duel. Um, let's see. We have... Uh, Duel, the the one where you play is with four people. Uh, I know that's a thing, and I th and I guess Legacy the Duelist if you want to count that game. But I don't know that game is still getting updates, probably because they're not making money. But funny enough, regarding to Yu Gi Oh, though, the fact that this is made by Konami, which Konami, you know, there was this big hubbub. People were saying, like, "Oh, is Metal Gear gonna get a remaster?" That was the one rumor. They're gonna announce it in Tokyo Game Show, and all I can think in the back of my head is. I don't think Konami wants us to remember Metal Gear anymore. I think no. Konami wants nothing to do with Metal Gear. They want to say that that was our our rebellious phase, even though this made us a shit ton of money and it was it's blanketed with controversy. You know, people we don't want nothing to do with it. And Kojima, you know, he takes it with stride. He still retweets it if you show him like a Metal Gear clip or you cosplay as Metal Gear. Here, he clearly loves Metal Gear. He just doesn't like Metal Gear being associated with Konami anymore. And I think that at at this point, Konami has just said, fuck Metal Gear. We want nothing to do with it. Yeah, we got it. A shadow release on GOG for Metal Gear Solid 1 and, uh, 1 and 2. But we want nothing to do with Metal Gear. After We tried Metal Gear Survive, and that failed. So the franchise is not even worth trying anymore. I don't think they're going to do it. Konami is too bitter and angry to even do it. Now, granted, to be fair, they did make that Metal Gear Solid 3 gacha game. But that's like you know, a very specific market in Japan, you know, I don't think like people in America are going to come and protest at their headquarters. And be like, you guys shouldn't have never made that gotcha game. And that's like commonplace. Like if, if we're going to hold Konami to that standard, we should do that to Square Enix and Capcom and to every other Japanese studio or Namco for that matter. Cause you'll find a Japanese gotcha game. Uh, not gotcha. Uh, gotcha, not, uh, uh, pachinko machine for dead or alive, uh, silent Hill and, uh, devil may cry, which is all from the, three big studios so yeah let's let's I, just be honest there i here. will let me add on to that something that happened this week um with regards to mm -hmm. uh since you you talked about metal gear um do you know who was the developer of the metal gear uh, what was it the metal gear rising revengeance game platinum right and you know who's developing the uh uh bayonetta 3 games it's also platinum well of course um <laughs> platinum's uh endeavors into the um MMORPG uh, sphere with Babylon's Fall. I think this week they announced on their Twitter, uh, their official Twitter, saying that they're, they're dropping the uh, their servers because the game basically reached single digits uh, concurrent users, average concurrent users uh, this week, and it's uh, uh, one of those MMORPGs that Square Enix put out with uh, with Platinum Games, and uh, well, now it's uh, now it's ending. So that's that's an update. Babylon's fall Babylon fell. Fall. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even know this game was even a thing. Mm -hmm. Wow, dude, it's ending. Wow, that's cr I, you know what I think it was. It kind of reminds me too much of Godfall. That's probably why it like kind of like makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. because it's just like similar titles, similar game style play styles, and I thought like, oh, it's it's Godfall. It's like no, that's Babylon Falls. Like, what the fuck's the difference then? Yeah, I, I guess that's that sucks for them. Uh, rip rip babylon falls and hopefully there might be a private server community for this game and speaking about um <laughs> and speaking about um things that are failing uh i saw a meme earlier in the week as well and it was uh it, it, it was disheartening because 
it seems like when it comes to concurrent players, there are more players playing uh, Battlefield 20... What was it? What's it called? 2042. More concurrent players on that game compared to Halo Infinite. And I'm just like, yikes. That's a... Uh, that's not right. Dude, I just like I just looked up the Steam charts for Babylon Falls on Steam. Literally one person was playing seconds ago. Yeah. At twenty four hour peak, it was eight. Yeah. All time peak, one thousand one hundred and sixty six. Yeah. That's a <laughs> holy shit. God, dude. I nothing nothing like deflates me more is like, oh you know, I was I was playing um uh uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt because I haven't touched it in a long time because that game kind of died out. I was like, wondering, like, oh, how bad did it die out? And then it's like night and day. It's like, oh, no wonder the keys are impossible to play at this time. Like, right. oh, that's that's such a shame. I think my favorite is when I looked up the play count for um, Back for Blood compared to Left for Dead Two, and it's like, mm, yep, <laughs> yep. Glad to see the the classic still has players. Uh, Babylon Falls has one concurrent player on PC. Jesus Christ. We gotta have this guy in the podcast. We had to interview him. I was like, dude, like <laughs> the the chat. <laughs> what are you doing there, buddy? So Halo Infinite current players. Oh, so this was much higher than before. Uh, thirty day gain and thirty day percentage gain is a lot higher. Uh, currently sitting at five thousand eight hundred sixty seven. Then when you look up a uh, battlefield, battlefield twenty four six thousand eight hundred forty three. Halo, what are you doing? And just recently, Halo's new roadmap has been announced where, one, they're canceling uh, the one thing that they promised heavily, which is split-screen co-op um, for the campaign. Um, even though people have found out a way to glitch uh, split-screen co-op campaign into their... Um, in, I, I just... Yeah, and they glitched themselves into the into the Forge, which hasn't been released yet. It's just Halo Infinite. I don't know what's going on. It's... Uh, it's a mess. It's when it comes to like the roadmaps, but Battlefield twenty forty two is a mess in its own right. It's just I, I don't know, man. It's it's the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to the gaming industry as a whole, and it's one of those things where it's just like I think it. To be fair though, I think Battlefield twenty forty two is a little bit more egregious because Halo Infinite's multiplayer was free to play. True, but the problem was is that how long are you gonna in, you know in keep people to keep playing the game and clearly 343 dropped the ball and i don't know who to blame anymore as someone who's a non-halo fan i played the first season of halo infinite had a time with it like yeah this was fun what's left and and then i was like oh there's there's nothing else okay cool i guess uh just uninstall there we go and then we just went on my merry way and i i have I don't know, man. I feel like it's an abusive relationship. I've seen so many people say, like, yeah, I'm done with Halo Infinite. And it's like, all right, well, they're going to announce something. They better win me over. It's like, all right, now I'm really done with Halo Infinite. And I'm like, well, yeah, you should have been done the first time you said it. Why do why you keep bothering it? The, um, it's just, it's one of those. And I don't know who to blame, man. I really don't know. Is it 343? Is it, are those it's, guys the bad guys? It's or the, 343. But, like, I don't know. As, as a casual non-person who played Halo... I've yet to hear anybody say anything good about Halo uh, 343 since they took over. But it's one of those things where like, I don't know what to do. Is it that they just don't know how to follow up after 3 or Reach and they're, they're kind of like caught in this position? You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like, what's the alternative? Like, stop making Halo games? Microsoft clearly wants that IP and franchise to keep going. Yeah, it's just after Halo uh, 3 ODST and Halo Reach, it's just, it's one of those things where like Bungie just left a big mark on it. I mean, look. The amount of content that's been released on Halo 3, I mean, not Halo 3, I'm sorry, Halo Infinite is lackluster. The amount of time mm-hmm. Halo Infinite's been out, um, Destiny 2 came out with two expansion packs. 
big expansion packs. And Destiny 2 is one of those games where um, I, it's it's fun. It's okay. But it, when the game first came out, it was it was horrendous. But now it's it's a lot better than it was before. And just 343 is just doing something wrong. It's they're not they're not doing anything right at at the moment. The only thing they really do right did right, I should say, is um the Master Chief collection. Uh, I make fun of after five years, <laughs> right? After five years, right, right? Of course. And uh, uh, I it's the same thing with save Red Dead Redemption two, right? Uh, online or Red Dead Online. Um, just recently there was an update, and all we got was three Telegram missions, and those were basically nothings. Whereas Fallout seventy six, as much of a dumpster fire that is, I'm having a blast playing that game, and that got an expansion pass. I mean, an expansion pack, a new update, free update. That thing was. Like, it brought a lot of new things and fixed a bunch of things in the game. Like, it's... Like, what's happening here with Halo Infinite, but that that 343 isn't doing, but somehow, somehow Bethesda's doing it better. Battlefield 2042 is doing it better. I just... I just... 343 needs to focus on other things, because I feel like it's it might be time to pass the torch. Because, um... Uh, the reputation for 343 was hanging on this game. Hell, I might even argue that the the it, Charlie Critical brought up a good point where it's just like 343 took the popularity and success of Halo and then now it's nothing. more. And to quote the guy, he said that like more people know about Master Chief through Fortnite than they do of his own games. And True. that part shocked me to my core because I thought like, man, back in the day, dude, like, listen, let me tell you something. I want to do a whole video about me playing all the Halo games, dude. But there was such a secondhand wave of exposure to Halo to me that, especially on YouTube back in the day, as someone who never picked up an Xbox 360 controller for years and years and years, I knew about Halo because of Machinima's YouTube content, Red versus Blue, all this thing, this 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 IP, and then something about after when 343 took over, all that excitement and and fun and people do because the only people I ever hear about Halo is people like you and Kenny talk about like the good old days and then mentioning that 343 did. It. And all I could think was like maybe that's what happened. Three four three took all of that like you know built in legacy and and excitement to the franchise. Now people don't give a shit anymore because like what's the current game to go off on? Nothing. Like now you got a game that came out as a games as a service when you shouldn't had. They released a multiplayer free half ass and it still feels half assed. Yeah. And all I could say is. I'm just I'm not interested. I'm not even remotely interested. And granted, I've always I've even been upfront about it. Like the shooting in Halo never really appealed to me, but like I could still appreciate the legacy of it. And I was like, oh yeah, this this is a you know this is a certified classic franchise. But now no one gives a shit anymore. And I think that's the problem is that like, when you make too many shitty cashing games with a studio that clearly wasn't that didn't understand the purpose of it. And I don't want to put three four three guys down, but I just don't know what to tell you. It's like if your one job is to keep making good Halo games, dang, I'm sorry you dropped the ball on it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Halo Four, Halo Five, how it how it didn't go over too well, especially Halo Four being a little bit better than Halo Five. Um, this was really Three Four Three's chance to shine on a new, a new, a new. Uh, what do you call it? New entry because Master Chief Collection was just some amalgamation of all the great games that we've grown up, grown up loving. But so I, I wouldn't really consider that fair. But other other than that, it's just like I feel like this this is really showing. Like, what three four threes like headspace is like? Cause like, if if this is really what we're gonna expect from Halo from here on out, from three four three, Halo Halo's gonna die. Halo's gonna die here after this, cause no one really wants to play a game that's gonna be unfinished like this. I mean, even after a whole year, 
a whole year that they took because of backlash. Because of backlash and became a meme. The same way how the Yakuza games become became popular because of the memes here in America, uh, Halo Infinite got bullied into oblivion. The same way the Sonic films got bullied into oblivion, oblivion just because of the memes. So, all of that being said, I think Halo might be dead here. Tell you the truth, it's just one of those things where like it's you know no one's really gonna care. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Pyrocynical. Even as cringe as some of his sticks may be, uh, even he says like, "Yeah, Halo's been dead for a while, but this is definitely like the last. Like, this was the, the, the. the uh, what's the what's that called when you're reading a, uh, uh, the thing in the in the funeral the final arc? No, in the funeral when you're reading. Oh, the uh, memorial. There you go, or whatever. Right there, you go. That's just you're just reading its last rites. It's whatever. It's just it's done. I feel like Halo's is do- is done. So like, I, I I just don't know what else to say about it. It's just. It, it was. A- I think the sad part is though is that like the game isn't. I think to quote someone, I think when someone said that like, um, <laughs> fuck, uh, it's fucked up because I'm watching someone stream Metal Gear Solid Two where, uh, when the 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 AI and kernels just says like, oh, humanity won't end with a giant boom, but it'll end with a sad, pathetic whimper. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much how I see Halo as. It's mm-hmm. just not gonna end with this triumphant final game. It's gonna be a game that went on longer than should have they and all and here's my thing though maybe maybe this is just my blind take on it but wouldn't it just make more sense hear me out for a minute maybe maybe i i don't understand maybe i don't know there's some something deeper in halo that i'm not uh, seeing here but wouldn't halo just been fine if they just said all right this is the last bungee halo game we're just going to make one halo multiplayer game that's going to keep getting support for years and years and years wouldn't that just make people happier at this point because at least at that point it's like well that's your only job is to keep making the multiplayer good I mean, sure, if you want to appease the fans and not the uh, investors. Yeah, that's my only take, though, because like, the only reason why I could think of like why they have to make like a Halo 4, a Halo 5, and a Halo 6 is because, well, we need to make $60 games uh, for people to keep playing and to keep buying them. And I'm just like, but like, if you're going to do the Halo Infinite thing of making the multiplayer free-to-play, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Maybe free-to-play wasn't an option. Maybe to them it wasn't a, f- a viable option for them. But I don't know. All I'm thinking is, like, what could have been, like, the best possible case scenario if that 343 still keeps making Halo games, but they're not fucking garbage and the Halo franchise is still happening? I just you know? don't know what's going on with the narrative here, too, because Halo 4's story was interesting, I guess. The multiplayer aspect was a bit cringe, but the, the mult like, the... how they were talking about the Forerunners... I guess maybe I'm using, like, Call of Duty as, like, an example. Like, Call of Duty is a franchise that, you know, in Japan or I mean, in China and stuff like that just has Call of Duty online. It's yeah. just multiplayer, and I'm just thinking, like, if you don't like the Call of Duty games, well, most people buy them for the multiplayer. I'm assuming that if you buy a Halo game, you want the campaign, the mo- other modes, and the multiplayer. Basically. So that's why I'm using that as, as a reference. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, like... Halo 4, uh, Forerunner thing was interesting. Halo 5 sort of built upon the Halo 4 thing where, like, it's like, hey, this is, like, the true evil, like, this is a true, true final boss because this is the the, the people who came before everyone else, uh, the people who built the Halos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then Halo 5 comes out, sort of building on top of it, uh, retconning a couple things, and then Halo 5 ends with a big bang with Cortana, and then Halo Infinite, hey, um, everything that happened, galaxy-ending stuff... Here with uh in Halo Five, eh, it's a footnote. It's a footnote now. Now go into the, go fight the banished because uh we're going returning back to Monkey, returning back to Halo One type of thing. It's just one of those things where it's just like, I, just just let just let the just let the just let them rest, dude. Just let Halo rest at this point. But I don't think it's possible. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm glad we actually uh, rounded this up back to Halo. You know, eventually we, we, we did we did round it up, but let's uh, let's actually re- end up this podcast. You know, before we become before we, we we drag on any more than we need to. So let's go ahead and just say thank you so much for watching and listening to the DKM podcast. It's your boys Danny and Marcos. Thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you haven't yet, please follow us on Twitter at DKM Podcast to stay up to date and updates on whenever our episodes go live. If you also want to join our community, join our Discord server, and the links are down below. Uh, if you, as you know, you could listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, uh, see, I remember there was like a radio something. I don't know. I was I was experimenting with Linktree the other night, and I updated all of our sources uh, to have it. But don't worry. On the Linktree below, uh, we have we basically put all the ways that you can listen to us, including as watching us on YouTube. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching and listening to the DKM podcast. You have a wonderful day. Until next time, see you later.